Hey, are you like us and trying to make your own podcast but aren't really sure where to get started? Well, when we first began, we didn't really know how to get our podcast out there to the hundreds of different podcast platforms. That's where Anchor comes in. Anchor is your one-stop shop for all things podcasting from start to finish. It allows you to record and edit your podcast and then when you're ready to publish, distributes it to a ton of podcasting platforms including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Once you've posted your episode, Anchor tracks listening across platforms and graphs your performance across countries, age groups and platforms. That's how we know that 4% of our listeners are in Hong Kong. If you're listening from Hong Kong right now, well, thank you. And Anchor is totally free. To get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's a n c h o r.fm to get started. Now back to the pod. So I'm I'm part of the salute for the dedication, okay? Salute for the dedication. Pick one and stick with it. India is not in his in his entire radar, right? Even I don't remember the guy. Money, money. How that money is used and is it used completely? Again, that's a big question. The influence is there. Football is loved. Hi guys, welcome to All About Sports the podcast. We are back again with another episode. You guys are joined by a regular host, Aniket, Rishabh, Mazhar and myself Shubham. Uh before we jump into today's episode, uh last week we discussed the NBA and some major trades that took place. So all NBA fans, the link will be in the description below. Please do check out that episode. And today's episode is going to be football. Uh it's been some time since we discussed football and specifically we'll be talking about Indian football, the highs and lows of Indian football. uh how indian football has turned out over the years where it currently stands uh what are our thoughts on it and um the isl i league and a lot of different things that we'll be bringing into today's discussion uh to start off with uh i would like um aniket mazhar to start talking about uh what do you guys think about how indian football has grown over the years uh obviously i league was the country's uh, major uh, football league uh so what are your thoughts on it how do you think the league has progressed yeah just jump in Okay, so I'm just going to open this one. Like India didn't have a nationwide tournament until 96. The National Football League, as it was called then, started 96. Before that, all the major teams used to play state competitions and some, okay, some national competitions, but a league format, no. Okay, the I League. Uh, I mean, the National Football League was basically rebranded to the I League. Um, in six seven, yeah, in six seven, and. Guess how many states had teams in that? Okay, there were ten teams. Majority of them came from Calcutta, Goa, two from Bombay, and then I think one. Okay, so three teams from Goa. <laughs> Tempo, Churches, Argaka. Then of course you have the Calcutta Bigies, uh, Mohan Bagan, East Bengal. Then Azawal. Okay, all recent, right? So then, uh, like there has been like. Um, an influx of new teams by new teams i mean new teams to the fore in the last few years uh, after the isl took off <laughs> which happened in 2014 all right now the isl has been a great point of debate between i mean which league is the premier league of i mean of the country how does the if iisf go in terms of selecting um, <laughs> which one i mean they got like a fifa notification right pick one and stick with it like which one is going to be the number one league of your country and to be honest i don't think uh, 
from uh, how do, do you hear um, that much more about football uh, now as compared to you, what we did when we were in school i think dempo and churches and sargaukar were much more popular when we were in school as opposed to they are now so i don't know what's happened in that regard um, as to how we progressed in terms of uh, really pushing football through the big teams uh, to the fore um, it's kind of debatable that right? has remained in those pockets has remained in goa has remained in kerala has remained in calcutta <laughs> what's your take on that so gui i think i think you hit the nail on the head with this one uh i think territorial popularity of the sport is very visible and clearly visible in india uh of course goa has the portuguese influence so football is a big part of it again what's amazing is the northeast is so big in football and we've seen that in the isl and we're seeing that in the indian team now as well the best indian players are mostly from the northeast and it's and they are actually i would say at some sort of level that they can compete at maybe if they would have to go into let's say the english league maybe they can play at uh league 2 at the league 2 level maybe i think they would be good enough for that sort of a level obviously uh because of the lack of exposure they don't know how physical the game actually is the players who are now playing in the isl for example are all retired players or people whose careers have obviously completely completely come to a standstill at the professional or the highest level so to speak i'll get into the isl a bit later and i think shubham you mentioned that perfectly it's uh, there's a debate going on on which is the better league well obviously the isl is considered better because at the end of the day all the indian money, team money. players money is one thing but it's obviously the money comes in and then it leads to all the best players playing there right so literally the indian national team players are all in the isl i think only uh, sandesh jingan is the one guy who's probably actually a level above the rest in the indian team currently so neel chhetri is again obviously elite to a certain point again age is not on his side so that doesn't work but uh, from the i league again even the i league really started picking up once hero came in and sponsored them uh, so there was money which came in that influx of money helped the i league a lot i think aiff did well at the beginning till reliance came in and then took over and then created this entire uh indian super league so to speak but again i have to go back and say indian football has suffered because the indian players haven't done well or managed to reach that level uh obviously it it go, comes down to so many factors infrastructure the support financial support being the biggest uh it's the mentality of parents to believe that their kids can't make a career out of football which is understandable of course and it's the culture only which is not inbred like cricket and that's been the major detriment to the sport in india even if you see the i league the times when churchill brothers succeeded and they won the i league on those couple of occasions for four seasons they had a nigerian who was their best player and in fact he was the best player in the entire uh 
league, so to speak. O Dafe, O Nyeka, O Kohli, if anyone remembers. Uh, he was he was the star man for Churchill Brothers. So, again, it was always the African influx of these players that made a difference and really proved to be the game changers in the Indian sport and made football really interesting for fans. We all know that rivalry between East Bengal and Mohan Bagan. But that goes dates back to the times when India actually qualified for the World Cup, right? So, uh, so that wherever we've seen that the influence is there, football is loved, and there are definitely people who are way, way above the standards of the Indian football team currently as well. But again, you can only be as good as your competition, right? Because that's the level to which you can grow to. They don't have that exposure or the opportunity to play, let's say, a Neymar or an Mbappe to actually grow to that level because they don't know their ceiling. And till you don't actually learn and watch people play physically, you're never going to improve. So uh, and- that's why I think overall, even the where the I-League faded, the ISL is also struggling with that. So. And- yeah. And I think one point, I also want to reiterate the point that you all made about the pockets where Indian view, viewership of Indian football is high, right? Other than Calcutta, places like Goa, Northeast India aren't really where the lucrative money comes from in sports. And that's really where there's the, the, the reason why there's a dearth of support for Indian football financially. So definitely, so two things that you guys mentioned. One is how territorial it is. That definitely, that's the case. And I-League, obviously, it has a major history and uh, a lot of its fan following is, again, in Bengal and Goa. But one thing that, Mazar, you mentioned was uh, uh, for football to grow in the country, there has to be infrastructure, infrastructure support given by the government body. Now, AIFF, uh, around $1.5 million is given by FIFA to federations in developing countries to, uh, to help um, the governing bodies provide correct infrastructure and development for the sport. Which in India, again, India receives it, but how that money is used and is it used completely? Again, that's a big question. Another one thing which uh, I would like to point out is during my time when I was um, doing my undergrad degree, I had done, I had written an article on um, AIFF. Now, I don't remember exactly, but I do remember one thing where, the, where FIFA and AIFF had an agreement over a, over a span of third, uh, three or five years to have 15 football turfs laid out. And uh, India never managed to lay out 15 turfs in that three or five year span. I think we only managed to put out like 10 or 11. And FIFA had given us money to do 15 turfs. And after 10 or 11 turfs, we put our hand up and we were like, we don't have enough money, we need more money. When other footballing nations are able to lay out those turfs in, in the allocated budget that FIFA gives, why can't India do it? So again, there is a little, uh, there can be a question of corruption, there can be a question of lack of intent, there can be various things. So that raises one question of AIFF and its influx um, uh, and intent towards developing sports in India, uh, or football in India. And the second thing is obviously uh, the advent of the ISL, with ISL coming in and how you guys touched upon getting money into the system. Obviously, with money coming into the system, there will be a chance for the sport to grow. And especially with ISL coming in starting in 2014, it started um, on a high. A uh, lot of uh, Bollywood celebrities came into the picture that obviously added the glam factor, increased viewership, like the IPL when it started off. But the IPL has become a monster by itself, and the ISL today is has not hit the peaks that we thought it would. And there's obviously now this conflict going on between the I League and the ISL as to who is India's number one uh, league. Uh, th- there's a major conflict in that itself. 
so what do you guys have to think about uh, the start of the ISL, how the ISL took off, and where do you guys see, like, do you think with the ISL, uh, the Indian footballing landscape has changed for the better? So I, I just want to bring up one slight complication that I think is happening in India. I think the AIFF, and one of the reasons they're probably struggling to allocate resources efficiently, is they're experimenting. They're trying to figure out what is going to work in India and what's going to propagate football in India. So they're trying a few different things. And the issue is they haven't figured out what it is. And one aspect might just be that there is a cultural issue where the demand for football in India is increasing. But there are idiots like me who are following only European football and not following like, and don't like people like who, who don't follow Indian football at all. I can completely admit that I like follow a lot of European football and not so much Indian football. So they're trying to figure out how to, you know, tip the weighing scale towards, you know, getting people to follow Indian football again. And like you said, they're trying different things. Like, for example, they're trying the IPL structure of getting celebrities in. They're trying the MLS structure of getting old retired players so that people who have their memories of European football will get excited to watch football in India. But the issue is, the like, take the example of the ISL I-League. When they tried to execute something like that, it didn't map back to what the AFC expected. So when they tried to propose a relegation promotion system where they wanted the I-League to uh, promote players, teams to promote from the I-League into the ISL, it wasn't approved, if I'm not mistaken, by the AFC. And initially, for the longest time, ISL wasn't also agreed upon by the AFC because they said it was a tournament type, uh, it was a tournament style competition and not a league style competition. But then the issue in general with the AIFF is oh, they're like putting their resources in like five or six different places and they're really not sure which one's going to hit gold. Right now, it looks like ISL is the most, um, looks to be the most profitable, looks to be the most interesting, looks to be garnering the most interest. But it still maybe hasn't taken that uh, that turning point maybe that they're looking for, potentially. So no, one thing I would like to mention, Krishnan, is uh, how you spoke about, like, all of us, like, it's not just you. I'm sure all three of us also, we follow European football, we follow English football, right? And all of us are major fans of that. And we don't really necessarily sit on a, sit and watch, like, uh, 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 ISL match. Now, that, if you, if you break it down just to the fact that, in terms of content that we consume, why wouldn't we want to consume content which is which is far more exciting as compared to what ISL is? So th- that is obviously one problem, which which like like you said, uh, the AIFF has been trying to tackle with getting a little glamour into it and and getting some retired players to come and play in the in the ISL. But um, what I think is one major problem is the major tussle between ISL and ID. Like you mentioned, uh, um, some uh, some teams would be promoted, so that agreement has come into place. Where I think from the 2020-2021 season, uh, two clubs will be promoted to the ISL. Uh, the AFC has recognized recognized ISL as India's uh, top tier competition, and uh, teams winning the ISL will qualify for the AFC competition. That has happened. But while things like that have happened, it has also had an impact on some of the larger historic clubs in the I League, like Mazhar mentioned, uh, clubs in Goa where you have uh, Dempo FC, some of the more historic in Goan clubs. I think I think Shivam, you 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 broke up a little bit, but I think your broader point was with the growth of ISL, uh, there are a few historic teams in the I League that have actually gone out because the resources have suddenly gone to the ISL and these big powerhouse, well, historic powerhouses in Indian football have had to make a sacrifice on the um, on the I League side. So I agree with all of that, and it actually brings me back to two major things, right? So the ISL has definitely been recognized globally as the Indian league. Let's just admit that. Of course, that's where the money is. That's where that's what's bringing in the commercial value. 
and all of that. I, I'm sure they don't give a damn about the stars and who owns which team. They don't care about a Ranbir Kapoor owning that team and not. And and testament to that is the fact that Atletico uh, has a big stake now in Mohan Bagan, right? So that is one example. Then uh, RB Leipzig, they signed a strategic partnership with FC Goa. Uh, so the German clubs and also Dortmund, not to forget Dortmund, Dortmund with yeah. Hyderabad FC. And Hyderabad FC's changed their colors and they're wearing yellow and black. So when you watch them, you're like, so you're expecting a certain style of play with them. And I think that's added a bit of commercial value and some fun to the league. But when you actually watch them play, and Shubham, I, that comes back to your point. So I do watch the ISL. Uh, I, I'll admit I don't watch every game, but I do watch all of Mumbai City FC's games. Even if I miss the game, I'll sit and watch the highlights. Uh, I'm officially a part of the Blue Pilgrims. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, bro, I'm bro, part bro. of the... Salute for the dedication, okay? Salute for the dedication. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not only part of the Blue Pilgrims, which is the Indian fans' official supporters club, but I'm also part of the West Coast Brigade, which is the Mumbai City FC fan club. So, I am a sucker for all of this, definitely. But you're so right, yeah. It's it's hard. Firstly, it's hard for me to catch the games because they're in Andheri when they are there. So, I'm not, I don't, I struggle to go through that effort. I know the tickets are really cheap. and But you, I think we're spoiled when it comes to the quality of football. We just don't this, see it. This is and, something I think Mazar, Mazar and I had discussed about the UFC as well. When we were talking about why the UFC is so much more popular uh, worldwide as opposed to the other mixed martial arts uh, competitions. It's just, uh, once you watch the best, are, are you going to even like handle a small drop in uh, quality? Mostly no, right? Like, if, if everyone is vying to be in the UFC to fight the best, that's where everyone's eyeballs are going to be. So, you're not watching one. You're not watching the Brazilian fighting league. Uh, similarly, if you are used to watching English football, Spanish football, German football, it is a task. I'll, I'll be honest, it's not an appealing uh, uh, way to spend your two, two and a half, three shards. Exactly. Yeah, so, and, and like Krishnan mentioned, they're trying to bring in stars. They brought in Nicholas Anelka into the biggest market, right? It's Mumbai. Okay, not in terms of football, but I mean, in terms of hype, everyone in Mumbai hype? knows about Nicholas Anelka, right? No, but especially in Mumbai, what I'm saying is if he was in Goa, he would be idolized. Let's face it. He's not going to get that same treatment in Mumbai. But the thing is, it's most relatable because there are so many Chelsea fans in Mumbai. And everyone associates Anelka with Chelsea and even Arsenal for that matter, of course. So, uh, that's one example. They brought in Owen Coyle. Everyone who's watched the Premier League, even in our times, knows who Owen Coyle is. Uh, one of those managers, Bolton Wanderers, everyone remembers. So, I mean, they have the name Shubham, but well, it's it's difficult. It's difficult to watch because I think it just comes back to the fact that we're all spoiled. And that's where the difference is with the fanatics and the ardent ultras, so to speak, from uh, the, the Northeast and Calcutta and the Goas. Because for them, 
football is everything and supporting their local teams means something to them so i think it just comes down to that and it 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 gets to a good question of how, what can we do similar to other countries that are developing as a sport that 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 have the same issue right because let's be honest like the maybe the chinas and japans and uss of the world have the same issue because anyone who's watched grown up watching football would not have watched their own country's football in those countries as well but they somehow been able to develop it at a different level sorry uh, krishna just sorry yeah. krishna just one thing in that also the major difference is japan has played in the world cup multiple times i think and 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 that actually takes me back to when india had qualified for the world cup and why they didn't participate which not too many people know everyone thinks it's because they couldn't afford shoes and all of that jazz and it and many people claim that it was because it was too expensive to travel because the world cup was being held in brazil brazil was willing to pay all expenses paid to bring in the one that one asian team to take part in the world cup so india had all those costs covered uh there was no issues indians used to play with shoes on when it used to rain so it's not like they didn't play with shoes either the difference is aiff at the time thought that it wasn't to a, a big enough tournament for them to travel they didn't find value in it and i just think about that incident and had we taken part in that world cup because at that point everyone wanted india to participate so had had we participated in that world cup we wouldn't have been having this conversation today is all i'm trying to say do no, you absolutely hit the nail on the head the fifa world cup playing in the fifa world cup is an absolute generator of demand and excitement and that's where even i can say from a us perspective that's where their excitement has come from their excitement has come from qualifying for the world cup that is now led to the growth of the mls and it doesn't have to be necessarily even the men's world cup the huge support for the women's world cup is what's led to the development of the sport in the us so india more broadly at the national level if there is even a qualification for a world cup the entire country the entire demand for the sport even for domestically would grow so you, you absolutely hit the nail on the head mother the irony of the situation is such that back then india did not think it's a big enough competition and now today india wants to host the under 17 world cup so that we can create that sort of demand so that people can start watching our own league it just goes also, on i think that. i think i think that's right right for next year the under 17 women's world cup we had the men's world under 17 men's world cup as well i okay sorry but like i just want to uh, go back to what krishnan said um, in terms of there are there are other nations which have developed a footballing culture so to speak in the last few years and uh, i what what is one of the most common uh, drawbacks that people believe in india is that there isn't enough sponsorship money flowing to other sports it all goes to cricket but do you think do you think if the ipl sponsors suddenly shift to the isl do you think it's going to help like that's not i have always been of this um, thought that just having sponsorship money backing you is not going to really change the ball game completely you need a whole generation to believe that this could work for the kids who they put into football you need a you need a combined say positive thought process towards the sport where you believe that this could lead to something for the people who are in it who are getting into it now so suppose now we all 
we all are such ardent supporters of football right there is there's great support for english teams spanish teams and multiple other european teams in the country so if if suppose all of us believe that there is enough um, say 15 16 years down the line that the host of kids who are getting into football now can make it and there was enough support hypothetically then you would be then you would have some hope for them right like let me put let me put x number of kids like let us have so many number of tournaments if those things are happening then you believe that it's okay but until that happens i don't think like pumping money into the isl like the ipl the ipl works purely because there is so much cricket other than the ipl that the ipl becomes has this uh, aspirational value for a lot of cricketers does the isl have that much aspirational value yes but how many in a pool of how many footballers as opposed to how many cricketers is this that pool is much smaller in terms of sheer number of people who want to play football uh, professionally in india again <laughs> thinking that this can happen for them this could be their life um, so there has to be a lot of infrastructure development without uh, sponsorship money because sponsors are not going to come without the eyeballs right but the eyeballs come only if only if there is steady development growth towards higher quality which can't happen overnight so which is i i wanted to ask you this question do you do you think that ipl like sponsor money is going to help so when hero came into the i league some popularity when the isl happened big big fireworks crackers celebs everything all of that jazz happened but we are still kind of stuck in the first season of isl and this season of isl doesn't look that different right mm. other than other than maybe one or two teams like bengaluru fc which did so well right once they were established has do you think that this isl route works or do you think the j league route which is we have footballing culture let's invest in developing uh from the grassroots do you think that is better or again the chinese company or something that sort so what i think money. is what i think what i think with india we need uh, a combination of both the approaches it has to be a top down and bottom up approach i think sponsorship money is very important the sponsorship money has to come in to uh, pay the players well enough and to get uh, foreign players on board i think getting foreign players on board is is crucial and at the same time why i think uh, sponsorship money is important is for the franchise owners they know that at least they are making some sort of revenue that they can start investing into the grassroots and only then grassroots development will happen so i don't think we can just have one approach where we can only think of sponsorship money sponsorship money or we can concentrate only on grassroots grassroots becomes a long term game it's not something that will happen in like 2 3 or 5 seasons it will be like you mentioned a, an entire generation take 15 20 years but to sustain for 15 20 years you need a certain amount of capital invested and i don't expect franchise owners to be pumping in their own money they need to get some money coming from sponsorship so i think sponsorship money is important but talking a little bit more about sponsorship money it's also like like when the isl started it started off really well but there have been uh, like like certain situation like for example pune fc their owners who were the wadwan group they have exited and now the club uh, i think it has moved to hyderabad uh, the delhi dynamos they could not even afford to pay the rent of the stadium and now the club has moved to bhubaneswar and they have become odisha fc um in the 17 18 season uh, pre tax profit it was only one club that is i think uh, bengaluru fc was a club that was profitable other than that every single club was just negative 
uh, in terms of again 17-18 season, like because you mentioned uh, IPL. Now I'm not I'm not. It'll be very stupid to compare ISL teams to IPL. But Mumbai Indians, their revenue was 202 crores, and the highest revenue for ISL was Bengaluru FC, that was 66 crores. To sustain an ISL team for the franchise owners, it is a cost of 30 to 35 crores per season, and the amount of revenue that they make is 15-20 crores. So they are in the negatives, but that 15-20 crores is very important in terms of sustaining the team and paying the players well so that the future generation can believe of having a career in football and investing a little bit in grassroots, which can then hopefully, uh, when, when we as an audience start viewing and start seeing young talent coming up, then we can have the connection with them, which can in the future uh, make it less, uh, less uh, what do you say, dependent on sponsorship money and more depend on, on just like viewing homegrown talent. So I think it has to be a mix of both the approach. So I like that you brought up Bengaluru FC because I think Shubham, and that that is proper evidence that Bengaluru FC are the team to watch. They are actually the most exciting team in the Indian League, hands down, hands down. And it's not only because they have Chetri in front of goal. They have a dynamism in their style of play. They're very quick. It's it's very un-Indian, like so to speak, in the in terms of or rather, it's very westernized and in the sorry, style of. Sorry their to cut play. you out here. Sorry to cut you just for a minute. Even though Bengaluru FC is the team to watch, they started season five without a title sponsor. So it just goes on to show that, uh, uh, like like Aniket mentioned, although we are uh, like we we do have some top teams, sponsorship money is again very dicey. Yeah, and it's sad, Shubham, that they didn't have a title sponsor because they were our representatives in the AFC Champions League, right? Yeah. So yeah. the domestic Asian competition, like the equivalent of the UEFA Champions League for Asia. So it's just really sad. And I want to just say the one point of, yeah, obviously, it's, it'll never grow. Expecting an ISL to be the size of an IPL is, is, is not really fair. But let's also be honest. I do think money helps a whole lot. And the amount that's funded in ISL is nothing compared to something like an IPL. Now, why is that? Obviously, no one believes that they can make as much money out of ISL as they can make out of IPL. So it does take a little bit of almost a philanthropic mind to put in a huge amount of initial investment to maybe have a payout five, six years down the line. And I think one of the big things to keep in mind is people started to compare, and I, I think people started to compare that ISL versus IPL context because they use the similar strategy of IPL, which is basically bringing in celebrities. But what's drastically different is, like you said, Gui, the grassroots infrastructure development, that's not happened so much with the ISL. The funding hasn't been structured to make like infrastructures that are exciting to go, uh, to go watch football at. And Frankly, unfortunately, you know, you take India, other leagues in India is tried. Like, you take Kabaddi League, you take the, the badminton league that is being tried as well. The infrastructural demands of a football league versus maybe a Kabaddi or a badminton league are incomparable. So, it, it goes back to the circular problem of, like, people aren't investing because they're afraid that there's not enough demand. But that de- demand is low now, we're saying, because it's not, there's not enough money in the sport, right? So, it's kind of like this circular loop. But I think if there's a, we have to take it, keep in mind, like even with the, let's look at the players that have come in, right? We're still not even close to competing with a China, Japan, or a US in bringing in the next talent. When Steven Gerrard was considering where to go after he died, India's not in his, in his entire radar, right? The top talent, even the top talent that's just retiring, that's beyond European football, isn't taking India into consideration unless they want to explore India or something like that. So, 
financially we're not able to we're not able to compete but my thought is if people are willing to take the risk if like one or two like philanthropic dudes in india are willing to take a risk and bring in these big names i really think there can be growth so i i do believe see culturally we'll never be it'll never become as big as cricket i i have given into that i completely understand but let's not forget isl financially has not made as much is, is nowhere close to ipl so if we do bump up that amount we can get in things infrastructurally and player wise that would uh, that would cause a lot of a, a lot of excitement but like you said it's a it's a 10 year horizon so who has the patience for a 10 year horizon uh, that i don't know <laughs> and and because you mentioned uh, kabaddi and stuff like that and just in general the excitement and viewership uh top 3 most watched leagues in india ipl number 1 kabaddi number 2 isl number 3 now see if you look at the difference now there, it doesn't make too much sense. and wasting time on cricket we all know we grown up watching cricket we'll watch any cricket that is thrown at us but when we talk about kabaddi and this out link back to when i talk about content which other country in the world is going to give you kabaddi no other country but india and kabaddi is a sport that like again is very traditional to india so it has high viewership but when we talk about the isl the we generally watch european football because it's all content driven it gives us more exciting content so again i think to excite indian fans we will need like how krishnan mentioned we will need uh, players to come in not players who are like like in, in their like 40s and 50s but players who are just retiring and thinking of india as an avenue as against probably the mls or the or china and for that there will have to be a lot of money to be influxed so uh, linking back to what aniket said said it has to be a top down and a bottom up approach uh and only that way i think there can be a proper uh, uh growth mindset for football in india so we want yeah. more ian hume and less nicolas anelka is what <laughs> malu just said <laughs> but yeah i mean someone who at least considers india as a good place to play football and not a financial escape in the last few years preferable <laughs> but krishna uh, but sorry but gui let's face it i mean we watch those games adam lafondra is Adam Lafondra looks like Cristiano Ronaldo in the Indian league and and he's way past his prime he's scoring hat tricks galore he's he's actually i think the top scorer right now as well so what i'm trying to say is we just lack the quality so why would even so that's right that's where it comes back to like do you have enough money like the chinese leagues to push in that money to bring in those some of those players who are literally like a maybe a david silva convince him to come off just when he was leaving city right we don't have that i mean because forget a challenge they'll get bored after a point it's not even so the only way you can convince them is pay that big money and i think they shubham and krishnan highlighted that perfectly that if you don't have the money you're not going to bring in that sort of talent so even an ian hume man even i don't remember the guy as well as he played it's a fact so that's why i think we suffer so i think like you mentioned even china i'm not 100% sure but i think the money influx in the chinese league is also because it is state driven i might be wrong out here but if it is state driven and also it, it, uh, the government um, the aiff and the government has to show interest and you can't just expect private uh, companies to pump in money there has to be something coming in from the governing bodies as well and talking about governing bodies uh, uh, one one thing like of the dispute between the ISL and the ILB which i think will ho- uh, hopefully improve the situation going forward is that from the 2024 25 season india will have one uh, official league 
it will be an amalgamation of the ISL and the I League. So I think uh, a lot of uh, historic clubs in the I League who have been concerned, I think that issue should be sorted out and uh, hopefully make uh, India uh, the, the football in India a lot better. Uh, so yeah, in general, that was our discussion on Indian football, uh, how Indian football has been developing and what's been the condition um, as of now and where we see it going in the future. Uh, do let us know your uh, thoughts in the comments below. Do like, share, subscribe. Uh, links to NB and some of the other sports we've discussed uh, uh, are again mentioned below. And we will see you guys next week again with another episode. Till then, take care. Bye-bye.